Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello and welcome back to Fighting on Film. This week we have uh, a really interesting uh, film. It's hard to describe. So I came across this um, while just doing some late night browsing for a film. And I was like, that sounds dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> this this was not what I was after. <laughs> anyway, so I was doing some late night browsing, just looking for, you know, something relatively interesting to watch. And uh, I, I came across World War Four or WW4. And I thought, oh, OK, well, this looks fairly unusual and generic um in equal measures because it it was just a generic um image advertising it the thumbnail the person had made for the uploads Mm -hmm. didn't do it justice did it yeah and then the the interesting part that intrigued me was the film that predicted the war in ukraine was (laughs) one of the one of the comments underneath it and I, i was i was intrigued from there on out so of course i immediately forced rob to watch this um (laughs) <laughs> and we've 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 decided to to do an episode on it. Um, twenty nineteen released as uh, Edge of War or World War Four, depending on where you find it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Rob, do you want to take us through the in depth um, production notes that you've amassed? So I mean, this is a problem. Like this movie's so independent that there's almost nothing online out there about it. Um, and we've had to sort of like scrape together bits and bobs. Um. So it's directed by A.K. Strom, he's a New Zealand director, independent filmmaker, and he has a, a, a penchant for making like big scale um, independent movies using stock footage, assets, after effects, you know, he, he, that's his bag. Yeah, um, yeah. And all of his movies that he's released thus far seem to have like an end of the world slant to them. So 2016. Yeah, definitely apocalyptic. 
yeah, that vibe, yeah. 2016's End of All Things, Ascendance in 2017, and then Falling Star, that came out in 2021. They all have like a end of the world theme. He writes and directs his own movies. Um, he edited this film as well. Oh, and then he, I think, got a lot sound of design. help. Sound design too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was produced by Pacific Pictures, which I assume is AK's own production company based in New Zealand. And this is where the majority of the non-stock footage, public domain footage scenes were filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and uh, you told me that the the public domain footage is, is from a thing called DVIDs. Would you care to explain what that is for the listeners? Yeah, so DVIDs is a US Department of Defense website. Um, it's Defense Visual Information Distribution Service, DVIDs. Um, and I I knew I knew about this from you know my day job as a defense journalist. Um, a lot of news updates and press releases and imagery is uploaded daily. So this it's a huge website which has imagery going back right to the beginning of the, the early 2000s. Mm. And there's there's tons of material being uploaded to it daily. So if you can imagine there's an outpost in Alaska that's doing a um a video about an exercise that's ongoing, it gets uploaded to DVIDs. Um like, a big so it's, like YouTube, but for yeah, it's military. it's like a defense yeah. YouTube. All of it is public domain, it's uploaded by public affairs officers, and it, it's part of the US Department of Defense and the US military's PR machine where they can put this material up and then news agencies can can pull from it and, and use it for reporting and illustrating articles mm. and stuff like that. And there's other aspects to it as well. Um, but it it's essentially a huge library of imagery. Um, and Stromer's managed to construct an hour and a half film. Yeah. Made up in time. This is what this is what blew my mind. This is what's These, intriguing about it all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fairly low-end indie movie that's crafted inside a huge amount of stock footage taken from mm. public domain defense sources. it's maybe like half an hour film scenes and then yeah an hour of actual stock footage compiled mm-hmm. together before I, I go into cast i think probably a good moment to explain what the plot of the film is just very briefly um so you follow um uh, a u.s socom lieutenant and his partner, essentially, um, Sue and uh, um, what's his Caleb. name? Caleb. Thank you. I'm looking at the notes and I, I just couldn't see it. Um, Sue and Caleb, and Caleb gets deployed off to the Middle East, and Sue's at home seeing this nuclear war, impending nuclear war unfold live on TV news, um, which is very you know topical Fitting. and yeah, and yeah, quite believable, um, and. A series of events. There's raids in North Korea. Uh, there's North Korean raids into South Korea. There's um, there's unrest in the Black Sea and in, in the Baltic and and Ukraine. Um, in the Middle East, some oil fields get destroyed. Um, lots of other little bits and bobs are going on. There's yeah. a, there's a stock photo of a terrorist that gets put on the screen numerous like a, times in a, a MacGuffin terrorist character. Yeah. That- um, irrelevant to the Caleb plot. has to yeah. hold down like Caleb yeah. has to hunt him down but you never see him no. um, which unsurprising given he was probably just some dude that was paid like $20 to be in a stock photo yeah. Um, yeah. and put on short stock um, but 
essentially uh the US invades North North Korea. Um the the Ukraine plot sort of fizzles off and isn't mentioned again after a while. It, you just hear it on the on the like a news uh, yeah, know, like a um broadcast like update. Yeah, like a news broadcast. You just hear it in the, in the background. Coverage. Yeah, you never yeah. hear of it again. Yeah. Um and then um a nuclear bomb explodes underneath the invasion fleet. Yeah, um, more on that later. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically the film, and the, and it it's all about how we career into a nuclear war. Um, but there's some Rob will mention this a bit more in a moment. But there's there's some parts where there's uh, an an underhand um, yeah. individual orchestrating all of this. And, it's interesting, but that for me that's yeah. the most interesting part of the film. Um, yeah, but I'll get onto that like, in the favorite scene section. But yeah. It's it's um it's very interesting. It's like the war game, mm, but for now, yeah, but, yeah. but not kind of trying without anything that made the war game work. <laughs> like it sort of <laughs> it, it it has all the elements there. It's just not presented in the same way. If the war game had used public domain footage, used footage and footage film for training videos and stuff like that. It wouldn't have been as good. It, wouldn't it, have been probably, as yeah, it probably wouldn't have been as good. No. To be honest. Yeah. Um, but that would be like the instant parallel. Yes, but, but this is this is the closest thing you can liken it to. Yeah, you know? I think and it's I a think really it's, interesting concept. Isn't it meant to be like riffing off of that World War Three American TV film from the eight? It the might 80s. well be. I think that's what Maybe. it's meant to be riffing off of. Mm. And I assumed it was called World War Four because the war's so big that it just eclipses a third one. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, so, um, what about the cast? It's an interesting one because obviously it's a, a very independent movie made in New Zealand. Um, and Strom's gathered a, a cast of um, people that have done a lot of extra work, a lot of small parts uh, in various uh, series and, and indie films. Um, some people that have no acting experience. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, the, the two key protagonists in the film are um, Sue Jones and Lieutenant Caleb Jones. Um, yep. Sue Jones is played by Morgan Bradley, who's a uh, New Zealand uh, actress um, with some TV and indie credits. And most recently, I think she, well, I think one of the most prominent roles she's had is um, appearing in one of the History Channel's kind of um, drama documentary shows, The Food That Built America, where she played um, a woman that ran a um, food company. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, uh, I forget which one. I didn't Probably Aliens, up. knowing the bloody History Channel. Yeah, it was aliens that are working out of um, storage facilities. <laughs> yeah, well, mostly. people bid on them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they go and pawn the food afterwards. Yeah, they go and pawn the food, and then someone comes and 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 picks it in you know American pickers. Anyway, <laughs> 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 um, so my God, that's that's a hell of a tangent we just got on there. It is, um, right? Uh, Caleb Jones is played by Graham Vincent, um, who I think is actually the, probably the best actor in this. Um, yeah, he's he got is, some he's, he's small supporting best. roles, um, background work in TV, uh, a little bit of stunt work. He was in the Daniel Radcliffe film uh, Guns Akimbo. Um, that's one where he's got the guns sellotape yeah. to his hands or something. That's that's the one. Yeah. Haven't seen it, but I, I remember the good. trailer. Yeah, odd. Um, he was also in Spartacus, and there was quite a few people in this that appeared in the series Spartacus uh, from a few years back, uh, which kind of begs the, 
like makes the kind of like link that in my mind at the back of my head is like, I wonder if these are all just like friends that know each other that appeared on Spartacus yeah, like be. years ago. It and, could be, yeah. And Strom was looking for like a cast and someone said, oh, well, I know him and I know her and et cetera. Maybe yeah, we will win in Spartacus. Yeah, we've got the Spartacus yeah. gang together. Yeah. Um, Spartacus WhatsApp a call. <laughs> uh, Rosemary Costa uh, plays Nancy, who is the mother of Sue Jones. And yep. her main role in this is exposition, which we'll come to later on. Um, and then we've got FBI captain played by Frederick Dodson. And this is his only credit. And he sits in an office and he, he calls um, he calls Campbell Roussel, who is Agent Michael Fife. Give me um, five, God damn it. With his risk to life, you call Fife. Or Fife. <laughs> Interestingly, um, Roussel uh, did some stunts in the Hobbit movie. Um, wow. He, he was in Alexander, and he was also in the Spartacus series. Um, he had some small roles in those 90s uh, Greek mythology shows, Hercules and Xena. Um, and he was an orc in Lord of the Rings, uh, The Two Towers. And then A.K. Strom himself makes an appearance as General Conlon, who begins the film with a little bit yeah. of exposition um, and narration. And he pops up a couple of other times. It's like he's off screen in, in every other shot and he's like yeah, the yeah. big boss. He's in the yeah. command center. Yeah, yeah. It works. Yeah. And that command center is probably, you know, his spare bedroom where he edited this film. <laughs> probably because a garage or somewhere. Everything. Yeah. It's packed. So all of those computers were probably just his editing suite. Yeah. Um, each one linked to a different public domain website. Yes. Um, and then we've got uh, Sean O'Connor, who is the man in the office with the red lamp. That's not how he's credited. It's not in the no. title, but yeah. you know who I mean. More on him later. I have a, yeah. I have a theory. <laughs> um, and then Kevin Taylor plays Dave Bradley, who is US SOCOM, um, and he's the guy that phones Agent Michael Fife, I yeah. think initially. Um, lots of small roles, also in Spartacus, um, and he was apparently in a New Zealand CGI Cold War series called The War at Home which is set in 1989. That sounds spicy. Um, and it's Cold War Goes Hot. But I can't find it online anywhere. What? I can't find no. any mention of it. The only thing I can find is it was a brief mention of it on IMDb. So rounding out the cast is the Strom family itself. We've got Hope. The Stromhold. We've got Hope, Jackie, Jacqueline Joy, Kirsten, Ruben, Bethany, and Holly all make appearances in the film. Tonight at an old new stronghold, Jackie. <laughs> that sounds like a 70s sitcom. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? The guy's doing what you do as an independent filmmaker. You, you yeah. call in all you can. Like, fair exactly. play. And that, that pretty much rounds out cast. Except yeah, for the does. thousands and thousands of soldiers, seamen, <laughs> airmen and marines that appear <laughs> in all public don't domain even footage. know. Yeah. God bless those countless millions or thousands. have no idea that they're in a World War Four movie. Yep. Doing some of the best war movie acting ever because it's their job. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of part of the beauty of this, actually, because it all looks pretty authentic. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, and it, we'll talk and about that in a moment when yeah, we get we to Yeah, we will. Because there's actually a charm to this movie uh, in certain points that actually there does is. really work. So the fourth hypothetical is back. And as it's December, we thought we'd get all Christmassy here at Fourth HQ. And our executive producer, Katie, she came up with this question for us, and it was, what Christmas film would you mash up with a war film and why? And the fourth, her listener faithful were 
you know, are stocking a filif over with mashups, um, if you will. So Kahar says, Gremlins and Dark of the Sun, mercenaries on an underground train need to get to a bank vault and recover diamonds from a town of rampaging gremlins. I'd watch it. Yeah, I mean, that's dark, but yeah. It's dark, I'd, I'd watch it. A shot-for-shot remake of Dark of the Sun, yeah, please. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, the scene in the bar would be insane. It would be crazy. And as long as Kenneth Moore gets a cool death, yeah. that's the only scene I want reshot. Yeah. Where he's where he cuts down at least ten gremlins before they get him. Um, and then we have Paul Hicks, and uh, if you know Paul's contributions to the Four Five Particles, Muppets are involved quite heavily. And mm-hmm. you know this one is no different. So he says Muppets Christmas Carol, Felix Noel. I think it's like two thousand seven film. Yeah. Uh, those yeah. classic M Muppets Christmas Carol songs sung by Muppets and humans while they walk across no man's land brings a tear to the eye. Also watching the Penguins play football, I'd go Great. for it. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Miss Piggy, we're gonna do a good uh, Christmas truce. Yeah, everyone could not shoot their guns today. That He's doing Kermit the Frog, everybody. Yes, He's doing they... Kermit the Frog. Good job, Rob. The effort really, in your face doing that. Then. <laughs> the effort that is going into this—it's incredible. <laughs> Three years of theatre and university—that's all I've got <laughs> in my locker. Good God, <laughs> David Bowen. Says, where diehards dare, Bruce Willis strips down to his vest in the snowy Alps to infiltrate a Nazi castle through the ventilation ducts and guns down half the German army while they're spencing witty quips. Now I have an MP40. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I w- Sloss Adler has probably the the nicest um, air vents. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Beautiful. stone-lined rather yeah. than metal. Um, It'd be good. Yeah. I can see that. Come on to the Alps, have some laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we have Andy Moody, who says Holiday Inn and Castle Keep. Crosby, Astaire and Reynolds are a USO party, stranded in a castle under attack during the Battle of the Bulge, defended by a ragtag band led by an enigmatic Burt Lancaster. Action and songs ensue. I can see that. Could have like a big yeah. Fred Astaire tap yeah. sequence, like well, he's having grenades thrown at him. That'd be quite fun. Yeah, like Fred Astaire's, in, you know, and doing a little, little number at the, in the background while <laughs> tap, while tap, while tap, Bear Rolls, tap, while tap, Bear, Bear Lancaster's on on the thirty caliber <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> any minute, any minute, Fred, you could give me a hand. <laughs> he just like kicks over like an ammo box to him or something. Uh, John Armstrong said the wild geese is mostly set on Christmas Day. Would that do? Y- yes. Yeah, and then I put. Uh, I think I put underneath that like um, Emil's revenge or something because he doesn't get to open <laughs> his presents, does he? Uh, Adam Brown said it's a wonderful life slash the eternal zero. Stewart's U.S. Navy pilot brother is decorated war hero who earned his Medal of Honor fighting kamikazes. Okay. Okay. Well, I haven't got your fighter plane. It's in that aircraft carrier. In that oh. aircraft carrier. It's in your house. Kamikazes, everybody. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can just see it. I can just see it <laughs> running down like an aircraft carrier. It's dead instead of like the snow high street. That'd be brilliant. Uh, Pete the Paint, Polo Express, and Von Ryan's Express mashup could prove entertaining just to see how Tom Hanks and Frank Sinatra would get on. <laughs> that'd be great. Oh my God, that'd be would amazing. You do it? Would you redo it stop motion though? That weird like mocap they did. Would ooh, you do that? <laughs> Can you imagine spoilers Sinatra getting cut down in mocap? Though that'd be so weird. <laughs> that'd be so funny in that weird like, sort of uncanny slightly... valley mocap they had. Yeah. 
Um, and then Mosquito 1940 goes with Mary Poppins and went the day well. And then he put, oh, hang on, that's Beg Knobs and Broomsticks, which is fantastic, <laughs> a fantastic piece of writing there. And then Kevin Getz goes with an elf too far because I want to see Buddy yell, bring up the peat. <laughs> that's a boy Browning. I know him. <laughs> what about you? Have you got any? Yeah, I, I got, I was thinking about it. <laughs> I've got Home Alone meets Downfall, where you have. <laughs> We have so it's that sort of alternate reality, but yeah, but you have like Hitler trying to stop two Red Army officers trying to get into his bunker. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> what if you had like fleeing? <laughs> Go on, sorry. What if you had um, Home Alone mashed up with Valkyrie, and it's it's <laughs> Kevin McAllister trying to stop Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, but in my one though, you had like the. All the, you know, they were trying to get through the rat lines, and one of them realizes they've left Hitler in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got like some really fanatical officer trying to get back to help him. <laughs> Just, oh, they, we don't do it, Danger Five Will. What about you, Matt? Did you have a festive war movie mashup? Ooh, it's tricky. It's tricky. I was, I was originally thinking Muppets too. What's with this show and the Muppets? I don't know. No one's done a puppet war film, have they? No, they haven't. Actually. Maybe we'll bankrupt but... the pod one day by trying to get it off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I was thinking Muppets too, but no, I think I'm going to stick with um, Home Alone meets Valkyrie. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Thanks again for the for all of your contributions to the Far Five Circle, and uh, look out for it. There might be another one before Christmas. You never know. So, on to the Annie Tally, I think. It's time for Ali Tally on Fighting on Film. It's a tricky one because it's all public domain. So is it really? Yeah. Does it fit? Does it? I think it does. For me, it's like... Because there's some cool stuff in this. Technically not in the film. Mm. But then it is. So I'm, I'm torn. Yeah. But I'm not going to be on this big... Like, oh, it's, no, because it's not footage. You know, because we weren't allowed years ago when I did a film A level, we weren't allowed to use stock footage because right. it, you, because you physically weren't putting it in your film. You okay. Know, like, it was like, it's not representative of your budget. Even like, even like an, if, even if you're doing, like, I don't know, I think one kid wanted to do like a, a football hooligan thing. And he wanted to have like a CCTV, like aerial footage of, of, of lads running up and down like a road. To, yeah. And it was like, yeah, but you physically haven't got that. So you can't show it. It was like, they changed right. the, they changed the the, the uh, marking criteria, but it's always a weird one. Public domain footage, public footage. Yeah. Sorry, splicing in footage because it was done in the you know the forties and fifties and sixties all the time. It's just falling out of favour because absolutely, yeah. One that famously did do it was Wayne Talkers, and they they uh, they they spliced a little bit in, didn't they? He did, yeah. The the the, uh, the destroyers colorized yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And Memphis Bell um, does it really well with the bombing does. sequences. Yeah. yeah, I like I like that though. I like um, when films spice in a little bit of contemporary footage. I know it's a bit more difficult now with super crisp HD and and putting in some mm. original either black or white or color footage. It just doesn't gel as well. But you know, especially in the black and white era, those film stock differences didn't matter too much, and it looked no. good. Um, in this. 
it, there's certain bits where you can date when it was filmed or edited. Um, a by uniform. Um, yeah. And B in in the editing style. So there's um, there's a very Michael Bay esque opening bit where there's a, a riverine patrol in yeah. Korea, and it's very Michael Bay slow motion explosion and like a quick edit and like a blue yeah. filter it's all going off yeah i'll talk a Me bit more about that later on going crazy yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and that that that's got to go in the alley telly the, oh yeah the mini guns that was that was it that was pretty cool. cool um but pretty much the thing is if you can think of a piece of modern kit that would be used in a contemporary yeah, AK war got it in there here. basically yeah um amtrak's jets you know mm -hmm. tanks like but for me it's it's less about what's in the clip it's more about how it's been edited and been adapted mm. for this movie because that's the impressive part of this yes you know and and just the doing just enough in your bridging scenes with kit so you know, the guys that is it uh caleb's team like his i think they're not mm -hmm. they never say who they are like the special forces team yeah i think they're special forces like socom or something mm. um you know he, he's got they got his guys got digital camera they got plate vests Everything's pretty uniform. You know, it's basic stuff. It's not yeah. like, you know, high, high level of, of kit detail, but it's enough. And they do look uniform enough. That's one thing I think me and you were mentioning when we were watching it to, yeah, you know, we have a WhatsApp, we text away. And we were saying, actually, there are, there are bigger budget independent movies that attempted to do way less that have a, that have shitter kit. Yeah. You know, I mean, have more budget and shouldn't, have an excuse but absolutely, absolutely. Got four guys who look pretty uniform and even they've got this weird air rifle thing we can't work out what it is yeah i think it's like a tried an m14 or an erb like toy mock-up or something and some spray yeah, it's gray it's, perhaps it's unusual i don't know what it is i mean if you know yeah. let us know but yeah um, but they've all got it so there's some they uniform have. there there's some thought in it mm -hmm. like it, it it just gives it that extra little something and you're not sitting there going, well, why have they all got like some weird guns or why have they not all got the same fatigues? It doesn't pull you out as much as it could. No. And because there's so many different types of footage being used in one sequence, um, which is kind of jarring. It, it, you know, it can be. One, and, and then on the other, it kind of removes the, oh, they're, they're wearing different uniforms to what the guys mm. in the public domain footage are using. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the they're in like janky digital camo, um, which I just hate digital camo anyway. But that's yeah, what it's been and Jones, I Jones like is absolutely it. plastered in name tapes and patches. So I think I think yeah. he, he is actually he has a giant US SOCOM patch. I think <laughs> yeah. in one scene, yeah. um, and he has them on both both arms. Which just reminded me of the the PlayStation Two games. I couldn't help it. I just I my my yeah. brain was like, oh nostalgia. <laughs> it just went off. Yeah, yeah, like dreams. one of the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. Um, if they spliced that into this, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known. No. Um, but then talking about how that edits in really well, is is that whole night attack scene that blends mm. really well. Like you've it got does. The, the green night vision camera, they put that on their own bit, and there's guys, I think they're probably in someone's backyard or someone's yeah, you know, a bit of a fretland or something. Film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's edited in with night attack footage of like you know guys with machine guns, fixed um, SF machine guns going off. Yeah, yeah. guys yeah. coming out of helicopters, and for a sort of like this lovely sort of like 10, 15 if minute section, if you put a little bit of um, 
like noise over that green filter that he uses, yes. it would have been even better. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, like a like if you know yeah. electrical hum underneath it all. Yeah, yeah, and like and some and and some like white speckles. In, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. Um, Just a little in, bit in the more filter. Yeah, After Effects. You probably wouldn't have because there are some shots I must admit where it's hard to determine. It's the guns that give it away. Once you know what they yeah. armed, yeah. it does give it away. But that's really good editing. Um, and that's nice. But then that scene is ruined for me because there's two goals, like white <laughs> football or netball goals. Goal posts, yeah. Goal posts, yeah, that are in the shot in that sequence. And then later, Fife is there when he goes to confront the big Agent Michael Fife. Agent Michael Fife. Um, it yeah, it has to be done. Fife and Fife. When there's risk to life, you call Fife. Um, <laughs> So when he's there, it's the same goalpost. I'm like, ooh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You just shot the same place. Like, mm-hmm. just move the camera an inch to the left and I'd never would have guessed. But it's just, I, I know, it's just a small thing. I might be the only person ever to pick that up, but whatever. Probably, um, probably. Out of the 10 million a, people that have watched it, you're probably the first to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go on the IMDb and be like, put, put my first Would you put that in, in trivia or would you put in that in goofs? What, where put would you, it, I think probably goofs. put it in goofs. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, continuity error. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be... That's a rabbit hole you don't Agent want to go down. Agent Fife is at the same goalpost that the special forces team are in in the night attack. A lot of the the men in the public domain clips have got blank firing adapters on their guns. Yeah. Rounding out the alley tally, I think one of the coolest things to see that's included in this film is during that night sequence, and a little bit later on as well, um, there's a Lockheed AC-130 gunship which is the spiritual successor to the spookies from vietnam um and you get some great footage that had been filmed on the interior of this ac-130 um and you you see it in in the air and Mm. he's he's ak has picked some lovely really has brilliant footage thought out and it is you know everything is does have a, a thought behind it it's not just i've just cut loads of random clips together yeah like you know it gun runs by apaches and yeah, yeah. the ac-130 there's there's a really um there's a really uh cool little section where there's um assault amphibious vehicles u.s marine corps aavs yeah going ashore um which is a great little sequence showing those going off the ramps the and stuff. yeah it's yeah cool. um yeah, the invasion of North Korea, Rob, that we haven't mentioned yet. 
sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, that big plot point. The the huge plot point. Um, exposition time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> gets explained by a phone call between yeah. Sue's mum and Sue because Sue's brother is a marine and he's on one of those AAVs. Um, and he has a feeling. Robbie, Robbie's got a feeling that he's not going to come back this time. Feeling his waters. Yeah, and he never says that ever. No, quoting Nancy directly there. Um. It would be yeah. weird if he was just shouting it on the Amtrak, <laughs> scaring the <laughs> shit out of his comrades. I don't feel good about this. Shut that guy up. <laughs> and you're not, pal. Stole you're that not. shit, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that takes us into favourite scenes. Hello there. Sorry to interrupt. I wanted to let you know that you can now join our supporting cast over on Patreon. As thanks for your support, you'll be able to help us pick films, submit questions for guests, have first pick on brand new and exclusive merch, and much more. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So for me, through the whole movie, there's this man in red, and he's on computers, and he's got loads of like monitors yeah. and stuff. You know, he looks like a hacker. Ruined it a bit for me, I'll be honest. <laughs> really? Like, just just a bit okay yeah. okay right, I was okay. Like, oh it's all being orchestrated by it's one like orchestrated. guy yeah exactly yeah. and the, they the surmise conspiracy of it all and mm. that's five this is like fife's plot this is michael you know when there's risk of life you call five um so he's doing his thing and there's this guy in red and he's like smiling at his monitors and he's like whooping and hollering when he blows up an invasion fleet because yes yeah with a nuclear weapon yeah. wiped out yeah and you have like a weird sort of there's something coming up from the water. It's like, that's not how a nuclear bomb would go off. It would just go off. Um, <laughs> you, you know what? Time. It's just reminding me the parallels of this with Tomorrow Never Dies are insane. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> that's set in the South China Sea as well. It is, yeah. Where Elliot Carver is trying to uh, get the Chinese and the British to start a war. Oh. Um, but... Chap in the chap in the room with the red lamp has succeeded where Elliot Carver failed. Yeah, yeah, he's the greatest Bond villain we never had, Matt. Yeah. Um. So he's. You think he's going to be like some sort of I don't know, like hacker or yeah, like mad political nut or something. But then Fife locates to where he thinks he's going to be, and it's like this sort of like I don't know factory or something. Yeah, um, Agent Michael Fife has been. Um, on the hunt since Dave from SOCOM, US SOCOM, That's US Special Operations start. Command, yeah. phoned him and said, there's a weird data spike every time there's one of these attacks. Um, so Agent Michael Fife uh, goes and investigates. TM, Agent Michael Fife, TM. <laughs> at the nearest like area where... And it happens to be outside Washington, which is really helpful because um, that's where Agent Michael Fife is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so Agent Michael Five goes... out of his fuel expense, the fuckers. <laughs> goes and investigates. And we get this great scene. Not my favourite scene, but it's a great scene where FBI I captain... I haven't got onto my theorising yet. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. It's fine, where it's fine. FBI captain phones him. Phones Agent Michael Five and says, God damn it, Five, where are you? And he says, I'm following up a lead. Um, it goes all CSI, doesn't it? It does. It's very CSI. CSI um, Five. <laughs> I've forgotten my point. <laughs> Agent Michael Fife is out there hunting the guy down, and he, yeah. um, he he finally gets to the building where he thinks he's going to be, doesn't he? That's um, it. 
Yeah. Uh, he opens up the back of his um, Hyundai people Hyundai like estate. He's he Fife is a great guy. He's head of the FBI carpool. That's why he's got the carrier. He gets a little FBI vest out, puts it yeah. on, and then he he goes and um, into this building, which looks like a I don't know, it looks like a telephone exchange. It's weird, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. Probably what I was and thinking. It, he was. holds he holds his Glock pistol in a really weird way for the first few shots, and then he's inside the building clearing rooms, and he opens it's the, the room. Fife, doesn't it's he the Fife right? method. It's the Fife method. Yeah, it's not it's not a C clamp. It's a Fife clamp. <laughs> Fife clamp. Um, but the way he's holding it, he's like, that would induce a malfunction. I'm, I'm going to have to say it, Agent Michael Five. Yeah. Don't do that. Anyway, so he clears the building and then he opens the, the room and it's it's a great cut. Like, AK's yeah. nailed it with this bit where you think, Good. oh, it's going to be a reveal. He's going to. Yeah, he's going to get the big bad. Find yeah. the man with the, the red light. Um, and, it, and it isn't. No. So it's not. And it's, there's like this duvet cover that's been like scrawled, painted in red. <laughs> And yeah. it says the 20th century lose you lost your faith, and in the 21st century you'll lose your civilization. Mm. And he looks at the camera, and then little webcam from 2002. Yeah, yeah, the highest quality webcams going. Um, Better than then, mine. Yeah, <laughs> well, and then it cuts back to um, the man in red, and he's happy, and the nuclear war starts, and that's the end of the movie. Shot. He's you know, just there laughing. Yeah, and he's there laughing. You know. Um, and I surmised that he was the devil, and Matt didn't think that blew my mind. Blew my mind. <laughs> I didn't even care to. <laughs> but my sort of like A level film theory brain was like, right, he's in red. That denotes danger. Mm. Yeah. Um, the, the the losing your faith thing. I was like, mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. you know, end of the world apocalypse. That's got yeah. that's got quite yeah. religious connotations it can have. And I was like, well, he's the mm-hmm. devil. Isn't he? That's his ultimate. He's the devil. Yeah. That's his ultimate middle finger. F you to the world. I will smite thee with nukes. You know, your own if, of your own creation. If they had the budget, Rob, they would have played you know? sympathy for the devil by the Stones over that scene. <laughs> amazing. He would have pressed play on that <laughs> on his own Spotify. <laughs> Satan fight, <laughs> press play. <laughs> but no, I thought I thought he was a devil. I thought that was the whole mm. the whole undercurrent of this that you know somehow it's a religious movie. It didn't occur to me, and I can I can totally see the theory. I can, and I'd love to know if it was, but I can totally I can totally yeah, get on get board with the, with the with yeah. the with the idea that he is the devil. I just um, wish there'd have been more, maybe like lean to that a bit more because he's just in a checkered yeah. shirt and jeans and he yeah. just looks like the most regular joe guy going yeah. he does some pretty awkward like celebrating when, uh, <laughs> yeah he like claps when his hands the nuke goes and off hoots and hollers <laughs> when he's like murdered like 500 people <laughs> just like more like 500,000 people <laughs> i don't know how many yeah. people are on an aircraft carrier i don't know <laughs> well i mean that that sequence one's actually... a pilot one's a Maintain the planes, you know. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> that whole you know sequence I mean? where there's a, a detonation of an underwater nuke underneath the invasion fleet. Sorry, the second invasion fleet, because the they invade and then there's another invasion fleet on the east coast of mm. Korea. Um yep. two pronged. Um and it, this is being live broadcast on the news and, and Nancy, the mum, is there and Sue's watching it on TV. And then the, the TV cuts out when there's an explosion. But just before that, there's a there's a little bit of a voiceover where 
uh, someone says, oh, there's something something coming out of the water. And then it's just like, um, yeah, it, cuts, it cuts to yeah. loads of, of footage of sync X. Um, like, um, the exercises where uh, navies and air forces fire ordnance and sink old ships. Oh, cool. So there's a these sync X's often get filmed and they're all mostly on DVDs. Um, and there's like three that are cut into this to show the the ships sinking in the fleet, and that is so clever. I thought, yeah, it's good. That is clever. That's clever. Yeah. Um, it's where the editing sort of like makes it all work yeah. again. Good that's the impressive that is thing clever. about this. Yeah. So that's so, yeah. Your favorite scene? We've done it. My favorite scene. I think my favorite scene is we mentioned a little bit um, where Caleb is doing his assault to capture the terrorist. Um, Nothing <laughs> terrorist. Yeah, and every every time the terrorist is mentioned on the news reports. Um, there's this awful stock image of a terrorist, terrorist. Um, that comes up on the screen, and it's the worst, the worst stock image. Yeah, photo. It's got like a flecked like a... on, like yeah. surplus parka and a shemag. I'm like, oh god. And he's holding an airsoft Glock. Yeah. He walked out of America, <laughs> menacing a dream, and having spent about hundred bucks, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm good to go. Like. So yeah, um, okay, boys. That's a plug for your lads. If you're listening. <laughs> so Caleb's team have yeah. a hell of a time getting um getting to this uh, terrorist stronghold. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as soon as they get on the ground, um, they they get return fire as they're yeah. approaching. And this is um, the and causing multiple admit. gun runs by an Apache helicopter. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, Mister Mister McGuffin, the terrorist, is one of the most. He must have a private like army because the U.S. have had to take out his like ordnance, like his artillery and his tanks. And I was like, Jesus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's tooled up. Like, what's that? <laughs> you know, I know. Um, He's got so all the finally... piece the Russians left in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> they finally get into the tree line, and then yeah. he, he goes over the radio. Um, radio silence. They can't know we're coming. <laughs> the almighty like firefight and gun runs by <laughs> Apache yeah. helicopters and the fucking AC one there. Echo of that down the tunnels would have just been like awful. <laughs> oh god, yeah. And they get into the tunnels, and there's a good like 10, 15 minutes of them searching the tunnels, and. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna blow your mind a little bit, Rob. I mean, I've I've discovered oh, where that was filmed. The iPhone, like holding the iPhone like it's a heartbeat monitoring Call of Duty. Like, that was a bit weird. Sorry, no, so, uh, it's military part. I should say personal electronic device. So uh, yes, PED. personal electronic yeah. device. PED. Yeah. Um, PED with him. Yeah. Um, he was allowed to. Um, so in the tunnel sequences, um, that was filmed at North Head, which is a um breech-loading 8-inch Armstrong disappearing gun battery um, in New Zealand. And I I managed to identify this because you never see the gun, obviously, because right. that wouldn't yeah. make sense at all. But there's a little sequence where they come out of one of the tunnels and then they circle around the bottom of something, which is like a circle. It's like a casemate, isn't it? Yeah, bit. it's a casemate. Yeah. And I thought, that's a casemate. And I thought, well, I know what I'll do. I'll Google uh, New Zealand coastal defences because... We go all in on this pod, Rob. We go all in. We do, man. Um, we do. We try to research. anyway. Well, it's hard um, to with this movie because it was fuck all online. But like, you know, we've yeah, done our, absolutely nothing we've done about enough. this film. You know, um, this is probably the most in-depth breakdown of 
AK yeah. Strom's World War Four. The ever if you listen in, Strom, we love you. Yeah. So it was filmed at Northhead, and you can just see the base of the disappearing gun. And disappearing guns are basically a little bit of a history lesson now for coastal defences. But uh, Armstrong guns or any disappearing gun, uh, basically it pops up out of the casemate and then it pops back down. So it's mm. you know undercover for them to reload. Clever. Nice. Um, yeah. History so, Corner with Matthew Moss. <laughs> so that that was um that's my favorite scene because of, of those little details, the interesting place it was filmed, and the fact yeah. that he was asking for radio silence well after their cover had been blown. It's very funny. But that, I like that bit though, because it's at least it's in a tunnel system. Yeah, you know, they haven't tried to mock it up or anything. You know, yeah, it's genuinely there. Um my other favorite scenes are um where the mum's on the phone with them and it's like your brother's just phoned to tell me he's part of the invasion force <laughs> that's a bit lot a bit's laughable but like and then she goes the amphibious guys are going in first like, no okay. really obviously like... <laughs> but she's a civilian so i can sort of get that that dodgy yeah. sort of like connection i can sort of get it yeah but also why i mean i don't think opsec operation security would allow the sun to just call his mum and go, I don't think I'm going to come back, but the amphibious guys are going in first, and we're going to invade um, just north of Pyongyang, and um, I'll let you know if I get wounded. And then yeah. 20 minutes later, she gets the quickest notification that she he's does, wounded. Yeah. yeah, He was outside of Pyongyang in an AAV when it was hit by rocket-propelled grenades, and yeah. he's been wounded. He's going to be evacuated to one of the task force ships. And... and Sue's there, like, wow, you have an awful lot of information, mum. Maybe this is um, just the how the USMC WhatsApp works. It's just like, yep, yeah, maybe, yeah, bash, bash, bosh. Your son's gonna be fine on an aircraft carrier. Spoiler alert, he's not gonna be he's fine, <laughs> yeah. At, at which point, you know, this is all kicking off. So, Sue gets on the old sat phone, gives Caleb a ring, Michael, or whatever his name is, is on the he's been wounded, he's on the aircraft carrier. Um. And Caleb goes, well, that's probably the best place for him. Um, yeah. I wanted to see where he's like got a cast on a bed and like he goes, everything's going to be fine, Michael. Don't worry. You're in the best hands. And like, you know, the, the nurse walks out. Then he's like, you know, trying to like sip his like, you know, margarita or whatever. Like, you know, and he looks out of the, yeah. he looks out of the <laughs> porthole and he just sees like a shockwave of a nuke go off. And he just looks at the camera and holds up like a sign, like Wild Coyote. He's like, wah, wah. <laughs> AK didn't have the budget for all that, Rob. Come on. It's just a, a clever bit of editing where it, it shows him in a bed. And then, <laughs> it's, you know, the nuke goes been, off. That would have been fucking funny. I want Looney Tunes level $5,000 worth of fucking filming you're suggesting right there. Like. I, want Lo- I want Looney Tunes level cutaways of my war movies. Because sometimes they could just be fun. You could just have a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. You know, fun World it's, War IV movie. It's an alternative, it's an alternative yeah. history movie. You do what you want. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, but yeah, that's my favourite um, favorite part of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts. Takes, takes us into some final, final thoughts. To final thoughts this week. I, I didn't hate this one. Like, I know, no, I know sometimes we've sort of had, it when it's we've had so ambitious. We've had a laugh on it. Like, yeah. but really, you, you can't knock Strom for trying to make, well, getting nearly an hour and a half out of this from yeah. purely stock footage is incredible. The it editing is. 
in the battle sequences is quite well done. You know, it's a masterclass if you want to use stock footage mm. to get a big scene. Watch this. You know, it does a good job. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, the resources that Strom has and what he's done. You know, admittedly, it's not the best movie you'll ever see. Some of the dialogue quite ham-fisted. I mean, quite a lot of it is, actually. But... It's just <laughs> exposition heavy. Yeah, It's it just is. really heavy on exposition. But if you want to sort of, like, see what one end of the war movie genre, budget-wise, is doing, as opposed to, like, you know, you, you walk out on the Western Fronts or your Dunkirks or whatever, mm. like, it's a good... You know, you can't... thing is, you can't always watch Hollywood... A tier movies, you can't do it. You have to sort of respect every level of the filmmaking mm. just to get an overall well rounded view of the genre, I think. And this is one of the movies it falls into that category. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think some and it gave very me clunky. Agent Michael Fife trademark somehow. Agent Michael Fife. Um, get me five. Well, it works in a number of ways. And I, it's an interesting evolution of that concept of using contemporary footage, mm-hmm. but also then using service personnel. It's yes. got kind of links back to like theirs is the glory. Obviously, they don't know they're in a film when this public domain footage <laughs> no, was filmed. Yeah. They don't know um, they're in a film. Yeah. Um, as I said, it's a, the exposition's a little bit clunky, but it's the concept that made this film inter- interesting for me. Not the not the plot of the film. The the World War Four aspect is okay, but the concept of making a film like this using public domain imagery with interspersed little sequences to give mm. exposition and context. When it's done right, and there's parts of this film that do do it really well. There's other mm-hmm. other parts of it that just don't work well. It's actually quite a, a interesting and cost effective way of making a film, yeah. Because Let's take that um, river sequence I mentioned earlier that's supposed to be set in um, Korea on a river. It's a a North Korean raid into South Korea, I believe it is. That is from a 2012 US Navy recruitment video. So I went back, I went to David's and and did my uh, little bit of sleuthing. (laughs) Matt Matt went most weeks I'm on David's, Rob. When he says he went all in earlier, (laughs) he fucking went all in. Like most weeks i will spend about an hour at least on david's looking for stuff um, i did my notes on an iphone while i was feeding my two-year-old his lunch like, i didn't go that far <laughs> so as i said 2012 recruitment video and it's got that big budget feel to it lots of slow-mo yeah. and when you watch that video and it's of u.s navy special warfare boats um and it explains the role of U.S. Navy's special warfare combatant craft, Kruben. That's the name of the role, right? Uh, and the 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 idea of the the recruitment ad is like it's the most exciting role that you haven't heard of. Uh-huh. Um, basically, it's the dude running the minigun and, and steering uh, the boats. Yeah. So they have a great okay. job, is yeah. you know, um, big budget, really well shot, really well as it is. And then what AK Strom has done, he's taken that and he's he's put in some voice clips over it you know for the radio and stuff he spliced it around a little bit to to create more of a a narrative that that he wants of an ambush and yeah i that was one of the bits that i watched it because it's in the first like 10 minutes yeah it's like really early on am i gonna am i gonna give up on this um Mm. the way he managed to use this piece of footage was was quite impressive so i thought i'll give it a watch and the exposition parts 
and the little montages with the uh, the cast. Yeah, added a little bit of yeah. humor. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> um, you know, inadvertently were funny yeah. sometimes. Yeah, um, you know, but it works. It, um, it's a few beers and a snack. You know, yes, I can think of worse ways to waste an hour and a half. To be fair, you know. Yeah, I agree. And one thing that did bother me a little bit um, in the credits, it would have been really nice if he credited the individual public affairs uh, personnel, photographers, videographers, yeah. and, and Matt has and, got his defense journalist hat on here. I must admit. <laughs> So at the end of the film, what, what Strom has done is he lists all of the uh, various um, departments that he's taken. Okay. Um, the, oh, the yeah, I did yeah, scan that bit, yeah. Yeah, so US Department of Defense, NASA, Earth Sciences and Remote Sensing Unit, um, NASA's Johnson Space Center, NASA's Scientific Visualization Studio, JPL, Caltech, the Goddard Space Flight Center, the NATO Channel, the Pentagon Channel, which I think are probably their YouTube channels, um, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, U.S. Navy, Coast Guard, Air Force, National Guard, and U.S. Army, but he doesn't credit individuals. And I think right. he could have. He could have. He could have put a little. He'd have been there for fucking years. The he would have. But how hard is it, Rob? Every time you like put a piece of footage, and you just go, "Oh, well, I'll make a note of that." Name oh yeah, you could, yeah, credits. Yeah. You know, but this on. is we because we do what we do with video and stuff. We we're always trying to credit as much as we yeah. can. So I guess you know he's done. At least he's done something. Yes, yeah. yeah. At least he, he could mention the sources. All of this footage was found on this website because no one's going to check, are they? You know, no. like, but fair play, he did something. Um, yeah, I think that's it for World War Four. What do you think? I think it is, and I would, I would not recommend going out right now and seeking it out and watching it. Um, well, ten million views on YouTube, where it was apparently illegally uploaded. You <laughs> can't, you can't argue with it. Can't argue with that. I hope, I hope um, Strom has copy claim that and he's getting yes. you off that maybe you're he not is. strong please fucking do because you're missing a cash cow there my friend <laughs> someone's anyway. making money off it yeah um, someone is somewhere yeah. but it is on amazon and it yes, has a 2.5 out of 5 rating on amazon with uh, a 51 percent one star rating we don't do ratings on this show but i just thought i'd mention that a lot of those reviews on there are people that that don't get what yeah. he's going for i think yeah. they're, they're too you know for all the criticisms we have of it it has its place within the war film genre because it's so different in its approach to making the film. But obviously yes. the passion was there to make it. So you gotta yes. you gotta give it that and you know without it's doubt. an interesting movie. It is interesting. You know, it has as I say, it has its place. Mm. You know, and you have to you know, it's it's like people that love B movies, they don't just love B movies, they they watch other movies as well. But it gives you a, a better appreciation of cinema overall. To watch every yeah, I think so. sort of yeah. budgeted movie you can. Um, moving on from World War Four, next week, um, don your HSAT helmets and your STEM bandoliers and Dennisons because we are taking a trip to Pegasus Bridge with Lance Nilton, who has imminently, um, after this episode goes live, will be publishing his unproduced screenplay for Pegasus Bridge, the film that was going to be filmed in 2017. And he's coming on the show to talk about that film. And, and what happened and the you know the plot and everything else so please stick with us for that and then the week after folks it is the big one now if you if you are still listening um and you're not a patron you might already know but we have secured jeff dyer who wrote a book called broadsword calling danny boy a few years ago and if you're any type of fan of war movies you'll know that that quote is from 1968's where eagles dare yes we are finally doing 
Where Eagles There as our Christmas special on the 21st of December. Yeah, and then an extra fourth bit of news. We'll be taking a three-week hiatus over Christmas um, for get a bit of rest and relaxation back on the 11th of January for an as-of-yet undecided movie. I think that is Christmas in a nutshell um, for Final Film. I think that's it for this week, Matt. I think so. We've got some absolutely great stuff coming up and I can't wait to chat with Lance and Jeff. It's, they're yeah. both going to be really great episodes. Lance is so passionate and Jeff is the perfect guest yeah, for exactly. War Eagles Dare. So, as always, you can find us on all the social media platforms apart from OnlyFans and mainly at fightingonfilm.com where you can find the entire back catalogue of the film. Who knows, over Christmas, when we're having our little R&R, you might have a fourth binge. And do let us know if you the do. perfect time to do it. Perfect time. Perfect time to do it. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. I'll leave that in. <laughs> See you, Luke. See you later, everybody. <laughs> bye. <laughs>